You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. What do you think of that? Dr. Ted Morris, I, do Never talk, Sleeps Network. Do you talk like this the whole time? Yes, I, it's, uh, oh, it's okay. my radio voice the whole time, guys. <laughs> uh, my guest, uh, Dr. Ted. Hi. How are you, sir? I'm fantastic. Are you, do you, you've quit the veterinary practice. Yes. But do you retain the title? Oh, yeah, the title is mine the whole time. Not it's... that anyone ever uses it, but <laughs> I never get introduced as Dr. Morris. Well, I let me let me take you around. I'll tell everybody. You better. I, I spent a lot of money is, on that doctor. This is my doctor. This is my doctor right here. Uh-huh. I, I'm sad. I was hoping one day you would kill one of my animals. I can still do that. Yeah, just on the side? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's a skill that you never lose. <laughs> we have a den in our apartment. Perfect. <laughs> I go door to door. I went over and killed Kate Davis's dog. Yeah? Yeah, it was a beautiful moment. Um, my, my uncle's a veterinarian, Uncle Joe. Um, we don't call him doctor either. No, you call him uncle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I, I, I'm done calling uncle's uncle. I think I'm, I'm, I'm too old to be like, hey, uncle, uncle Joe, how are you? It's just, hey, you Joe. Just call him Joe? Yeah, just call him Joe. You still call your uncle's uncle? I don't talk to my uncles. <laughs> I still get called uncle. You got uncle, but there the youngest one is like fifteen. So. You have you have a fifteen year old uncle? No nephew. Oh nephew. Oh, you get called. I uncle. get called uncle. Um. Yeah. I. I. My. I. My niece calls me that. I'm like, you don't have to do You're that. Like, Shut up. No one cares about you, niece. How old's your niece? Um. She's. Uh. She'll be ten soon. She needs to show some respect. What? She uh, needs to call you uncle. Well, she does. I don't like the title though. All right. I don't know. It's just a, it's a weird thing. I don't do anything to be an uncle. Like, it's just something that happened to somebody else, you know? I know, which is why I get very offended at creepy uncle jokes. Once I realized <laughs> I was the creepy uncle, I'm like, wait a minute. Oh, I'm the guy ruining all family events. Since so, when did my mom become an uncle? So you don't see your uncles anymore? Do you, does your family, is your family not close? Where, 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 let's, let's, let's break you open, Ted. Let's break figure it. this out, eh? Break it open. Uh, I don't see my uncles because they either live in Newfoundland, which is where my dad was born, okay. and uh, my three older sisters were born there. And then uh, they moved here and had you? And then they moved to Ottawa because they didn't want me to be a Newfie. So they, I think I was <laughs> conceived in Newfoundland and popped out in ottawa yeah um what was the move for what was mom and dad up to uh working for the government ah. dad got a sweet government gig being an accountant so we moved to the wilds of the west end of ottawa <laughs> and then uh moved to lesotho when i was four the what down lesotho i didn't ever heard of it africa's friendly mountain kingdom oh tiny, <laughs> tiny little country in the middle of south was africa your dad still working for the government when you moved to africa yeah he was doing, uh, like, a contract job for CETA, the Canadian International Development Agency. So, oh, we, right. um, yeah, moved, moved all of us to... Mom, just a stay-at-home mom? Yeah, or... just a mom. Yeah, taking care of four kids? Well, doing a half-assed job, let's be honest. <laughs> it's pretty pretty easy to take care of four kids when you don't care. <laughs> you still close with your mom? I know she's a big part of your act. Uh, I guess I don't really talk to either. I'm so used to not talking to my parents because when, uh, when I graduated high school, because when Lesotho, back to Ottawa, and then when I was, uh, finished grade nine, we moved to Zimbabwe, formerly right. Rhodesia. Uh, and then I came home for, for university and they were still traveling around the world. So I was used to just not talking to them. So now that they're retired, I... Where do they reside? They reside in Ottawa and then there's snowbirds and they go down, uh, to... I don't know, Florida, somewhere. Okay. I don't, I don't like to get too many details. <laughs> I've been there. What about your sisters? You still talk to them? Yeah, still talk to them. They're all in, uh, they all moved away except for one, and now, now they're all back in Ottawa. So my whole family lives within like five minutes of each other, except for me, except the for black you. sheep. <laughs> Are you the black sheep? I think I am. Just You're a goddamn doctor. I know, but I'm not a real doctor. <laughs> Let's be honest. Well, what's, okay, let's break down the sisters. What are they up to? Uh, oldest one is, was a, an electrical engineer. Was? Uh, she 
was finding that too stressful. Apparently her hair was falling out. There's a theme in my family. We we overachieve and then we're like, this is too hard. Electrical engineer. And had. now she's working in a, a print shop. Just taking it easy. Just taking it easy. Just printing things. She still wears that little uh, ring on her pinky, she though. She got that goddamn ring on her <laughs> finger. She tested it as soon as she got it and proved that it was not made out of whatever bridge it's supposed to be made out of. <laughs> I'm like, I, every time I see one of those rings, I'm like, they got to be running out of that bridge. How big was that bridge? <laughs> like, how big of a screw up and was where, this bridge? And where are they keeping this scrap metal? It's just like, ah, another graduating mm. class. Carve a bit off. Queens engineers. <laughs> That's how you identify a douchebag. Um, well, you got your ring. So she she no longer is a uh, electrical engineer, but she'll still identify as one, just like you will still identify as a veterinarian. I guess. I guess. And what uh, middle um, sister? What did she? What career did she give up? Uh she was a stay at home mom, uh-huh. uh, and then now she works in like the school library okay. or something. And then the youngest one. Uh, lots of babies coming out of that one. Uh, very good at baby making. And she does all kinds of stuff. She's, uh, she might be a lesbian. She does like, she makes wood furniture. She's building a barn. Is there a man making these babies with her? Yeah, Bruce. Yeah, does he know she's a lesbian? I don't think so. I think he'd he'd be into it. (laughs) Although my one niece were like, you're a lesbian for sure. We thought she was just sullen. And we're like, no, I think you like girls. Um, but it's not. Speaking of gay, it's not you. What you you don't keep in. Uh, it's not that. Fuck! I can't wear this. You can't. Uh, it's not that you keep in touch. Don't keep in touch with your parents because of that. They were never upset with that. Uh, they cried for three days. Really? <laughs> three days. I had my I had my middle sister Catherine uh, come out to them for me. They were away. I was away. We were talking about her first baby, and I was like, oh, do you think your baby would mind having a gay uncle? And she's like, <laughs> no. And then they were all very upset that no one picked up on... <laughs> How the, didn't we see it? The 24 years of gay clues I was giving them. <laughs> what? So, yeah, they uh, they cried cried for days. Really? Well, they're, like, they're... I mean, they're old. They're so old, they. Yeah. I didn't realize when you come out, then your parents then have to come out. Oh, yeah. They got to start telling their friends. So they have to tell their friends. And the first friends they told were like, you need to get them into therapy. (laughs) There is something wrong with that one. I know a camp. We can fix him. We can beat the gay out of him. But that's not the issue of... It's just... No, just I just distance I, and who gives a shit. Eh? I just don't really. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not one to like pick up the phone, and they're not big on texting. And nice. What are you gonna do? They know where I am. They can find me. <laughs> do they uh, come see you when you uh, when you're playing Ottawa? No, this big comedy career we're rocking around. No, they they came to see me once. Uh, in Ottawa, I think maybe like 12 years ago. Uh, before you had that sweet AIDS joke, right? Oh, so many AIDS jokes. Is it um, is it cliche or not cliche? Is it taboo still to do AIDS jokes? You think? Oh, absolutely. Uh, still? Uh, it depends. Uh, the young gays get very uptight. Mm-hmm. Uh, about they didn't AIDS. have to live through exactly. it. Exactly. You didn't have to watch everyone older than you dying. Yeah. Like it's yeah. They it's a very it's very interesting talking to them because they're. Uh, I get the most censorship from the young gays (laughs) or the audience just like, we're not laughing at this. I'm like, okay. I don't know. AIDS is funny, all right? It's funny. It's been long enough. People aren't dying as much anymore. And Magic Johnson's living forever. Right. Yeah. I guess you can live with it. How's Charlie Sheen doing? So I, as far as I know, probably great. still winning. Yeah, as long as you're not living in Africa, you're you're good. <laughs> what uh, what was Africa like? Uh, it's warm. Yeah, uh, lots of Africans. Uh, <laughs> Africa was great when we moved. Were you to... the token white guy then? In Lesotho, probably. Uh, in Zimbabwe, at my school, no. My my high school was like half black, half white. Okay. Uh, one of the there was like three high schools I could have gone to. One was mostly black, one was mostly white, and then mine was just, just right. right. <laughs> <laughs> nice local private Catholic boys' school. Um, was I guess uh I guess you guys are living a pretty comfortable life in Africa. Like it's it's nice. Like just like middle class in Africa is pretty sweet. Like yeah. you get. You get a ha- like everyone's got a house with like a huge yard, walled yard. Everyone's got a pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had a tennis court as well as a pool. Oh, middle class. We had a gar- <laughs> Everyone has a gardener because a gardener costs like a hundred bucks Canadian a month. And we had a maid. 
living in the servants' quarters in the back. Those weren't glamorous, but yeah, it's a it's a pretty sweet uh, life. Yeah, if you enjoy your white privilege, uh, which you go should, go to Africa. I highly recommend going to Africa. That's where, where your white privilege will come in handy the most. It was invented in Africa. Yeah, we never got pulled over by the cops once. Openly drinking and driving. Aren't you worried about getting pulled over? I'm like, no, look at my cute white face. It's fine. Uh, what what was your age for in Africa? Like how? Ah, uh, Lesotho. I was I moved there when I was four, so I just turned four. So like all of my first memories are that trip mm-hmm. and living in Africa, and then moved to Zimbabwe. I was just about to turn fifteen. Oh shit! Uh, so finished grade nine and then uh, started form three. The very end of form three. What um, did you ever pick up an accent? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah? I had a sweet, uh, like the British Southern like, African accent, not the Afrikaans one. Like which is... uh, uh, DiCaprio in uh, Blood Diamond, that one? I don't know. I don't think I've seen that you one. seen Blood Diamond? No. Come on, give it yeah. a watch. I, the... I watch all DiCaprio movies. Okay. I that's, don't. That's my man right Ever there. since Gilbert Grape, I'm like, I don't think this guy's going to uh, last. He's made some good <laughs> damn movies. <laughs> no, he's... The Departed, ugh. I departed, like departed from being a, no. I departed from being awake. But Gangs of New York, that was a good Scorsese. No, I don't like Scorsese. Really boring. I'm I'm very excited to watch The Irishman. I'll do, donate three and a half hours of my life. Ugh. Well, what's your, what's your jam? What what kind of movies you lot watching? I like superhero movies. Yeah, I like those too. I They're like fun. I like animation. I watch a lot of children's animation. Are you enjoying Disney Plus? I uh, haven't signed up yet. I'm waiting until The Mandalorian is all out so I can binge it. I, I have no patience for a weekly Well, episode. I didn't realize that it was they were rolling it out so slow. And then I was like, well, this makes sense because everyone would just use their free trial, watch Mandalorian, and then fuck off. I'm assuming the free trial will continue. Um, Disney wouldn't Oh, when you first sign up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to wait. Week. Yeah. It's worth it, I wait guess. Wait until it's all there. I don't know. We're going to get the Never Sleeps Network on there, eh? Right on Disney+. Plus. It's going to be one of the icons. You can click on any of these great podcasts here on Network. I'm breaking into No one can see right what now. you're po- pointing I'm to. I'm pointing to you. Look, Vesta Friends. They have huh? a podcast? They got a podcast. Amazing. You, come, you do sketch with them on the podcast. It's fun. I did it. That sounds... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> I don't know. You couldn't do Scorsese esque. <laughs> you you couldn't do uh, last. You couldn't do this podcast last night because you had an improv class. I think you said yes. Uh, yes, I had my improv class oh, last night. How's that going for you? Fantastic. Yeah? Well, you ready for whose line? Oh, I'm always <laughs> ready. We had two NHL players drop in last week. Really? None of us knew who they were and or cared. So <laughs> I couldn't tell you who they are, but they were very excited to <laughs> improv with us. Wow, that's kind of cool. In the class, eh? Yeah. Okay. We always have random rando drop-ins. Do you remember their names? Uh, Raheem? I don't know hockey, man. Me neither. And Manny? Yeah, this is not the table. (laughs) We're gonna... gonna gonna Apparently they wanted to get better at doing, like, interviews. And not just be like, yeah, I really hustled out there. Yeah, I really really put stuff in the net. That's smart, actually. Yeah, not a bad idea. I love the... uh, the, uh, Side of the rink interview, you know, we're just out there giving 110 percent. I never, never did those interviews when I played hockey. Did you? <laughs> did you play hockey? I did. It was a big thing in vet school. Like really? for some reason, but you didn't grow up playing in like Africa. Didn't have a lot of hockey. No, no, no. They had uh, we had field hockey, and they called that hockey, and okay. they called real hockey ice hockey. Okay, but we're like. In North America, field hockey is like a, a girls' sport. Is it? Yeah. But over there, it's it's a whoever, and I don't know why it's a girls' sport here because it is super violent. We got ice here. It's so violent. Those sticks are deadly. The ball is so hard, <laughs> and you're not supposed to like stop it with your foot. It's dumb. But were you able to pick up skating once you like you moved back here at what age? Oh, 18? 18, and that's when you start skating, I take it? I started skating when I was like 23. And did you pick it up? or you... I was terrible. Yeah. But towards, I could stop eventually. <laughs> the first couple of games, I would just skate to the boards, and someone yeah. would just grab me and be like, all right, pull me off. But I don't know why it was such a big thing. But so I, I, we, uh, we didn't have that many guys in my class because guys were sort of – the demographic of vet school has really shifted. So yeah. it's like 70% or – when I went through, now it's like 90% women uh, in the class. So we had two boy men's teams. I was on the shitty one, of course. <gasps> I to say dirty words. Uh, and then, but you uh, got to shower with the boys after. Got to shower with the boys. That's exciting. Which is always fun. <laughs> and then, uh, then I played in the gay hockey league when I 
got to Toronto. Okay. I've been playing that for have you improved though? Like you, I did. Like, I scored two goals in one season. Okay, but how's the skating and stopping and all that? Skating is still. Uh, I can stop. I can move in a straight line. Uh, I can't skate backwards. No. Why do I need to skate? I'm not a figure skater. I don't need to skate backwards. I was. Uh, I, didn't, I just didn't play defense. I was not a strong skater. I could skate, but I wasn't like I don't, I don't know. I was sloppy, and I uh, I was slow. But yeah, I had hands, baby. I had hands. I, I got no hands. My one goal was impressive. My other goal dribbled through eight thousand people. <laughs> one goal, feet. Just, the puck hit me on the side of the head, <laughs> and it went in. It still All counts. All right, boys, let's hit the showers. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because George Smitherman, uh, former Ontario Health Minister, was on my team, and he was always the first one in the showers and the last one out. Oh my! Yeah. Well, he's the health minister. He's got to make sure everyone's washing <laughs> everyone correctly. Clean. <laughs> it was little, fun though. We had a little like Sandusky action yeah. going on over there. No, our team was. Uh, we had mostly gay guys, some straight guys who just wanted to play in a fun league. A couple of straight girls and a couple of lesbians. And are you out of the closet yet? For the gay league, yeah. Oh, oh, you're talking to your league now. Mainly, what about yeah. what about your university league? Uh, university didn't come out until after my first year of vet school. Okay, so you, uh, you had to go to vet school is like after you. Vet, yeah, degree, I did like right? three years of undergrad and then five years of, of vet school. So like the second second year. Eight years to be a vet. Yeah. Did you become a real doctor in seven? Yeah. Well, then you have to do like you have to specialize. You also have to uh, like I'm sorry, people. I said real doctor, by the way. Mm. Human doctor. Human. It's not like I'm a chiropractor. <laughs> Fuck those guys. <laughs> right? Come on, Dr. Backcracker. Whatever. Dr. Backcracker. <laughs> um, so uh, you're, uh, you come out. How old are you when you start uh, like experimenting with the men then? Uh, 13. Okay. <laughs> so you were just uh, under the radar. 13 at, at uh, scout camp. And then in Africa, it was just terrifying. I'm like, nope. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> let's just squish this all down yeah nothing to see here nothing going on here <laughs> um so were you uh did you date women i uh i i guess i should say one woman dated me <laughs> <laughs> i uh when i was 18 i i slept with my best friend's sister oh. to test it out it was warm i understand why people like it i'm like this is not for me and then uh when i was in like my pre-vet year a, gr- a girl who was like a year ahead of me just aggressively pursued me and i was like okay we'll give this a try and <laughs> now still like, not into nope, it still not into it and she was great because she was very like forth. she's like touch this move this put that to the left do this i'm like okay do these girls know you're gay when it's happening? No. No, because I like, tried so like They gotta be like, hard. you don't seem to be into this. Uh, she picked up on that. She's like, you don't seem to be into this relationship. I'm like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> not really. I mean, at this point, I'm just happy that anyone's touching it. So I will take what I, what I can get. Oh, too good. Oh. Was there religion growing up? Catholic. Catholic. Oh, yeah. You said you went to a Catholic boys' school. Yeah. We went to, I didn't go to Catholic school till Africa. We went to regular school, but we were at mass every weekend. What you were in Africa at four. What's going four, on? Four. Uh, well, I didn't go to Catholic school till I went back, till I was in Zimbabwe when oh, okay. I was 14. Otherwise, just a regular heathen secular school. But I was an altar boy. I was, we were at mass every weekend, no matter what. Had to get there super early on Christmas so you could get the seats in the front. When you were an altar boy, did they, did they have the bell? I remember the priest I served under... Uh, when he came in, he got rid of the bell. The bell was the best part. Yeah, I know. And then I, I remember talking to like the older altar boys, and I was like, it's like, oh, man, back with the old guy, we had the bell. All I wanted was the bell. We didn't have incense, <laughs> so you didn't get that. So I'm like, give me the bell. Give me something. <laughs> uh, you just want me to fetch a chalice for you? Fine. Turn the page. Wet your own finger. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, I didn't... Uh, it was so weird, me becoming an altar boy, because it was... Uh, we my cousin had died um in a car accident so there was like a space available no 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 <laughs> it was my dad uh my dad was looking for answers because he was a good uncle um and uh he he started making us go to church every week uh. and then then they needed a new altar boy so i was like i'll do this because i'm confused i don't know what's going on you know, know. I just, I, somebody died i don't understand the life i'm like i think i was 10 or 11 at the time and then uh and then i so i started becoming an altar boy and then, like two months in, my family just stopped going to church. 
And then it was just rude. Yeah, and then it was just they would drive me to the church, drop me off, pick me up afterwards. Wouldn't even come in. No, 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 no. That's terrible. No, my dad. Uh, my dad was really raised very Catholic in in Newfoundland, uh, for sure. But yeah, I wasn't an altar boy till I was in high school, mostly just because I wanted access to the sacristy so we could eat like. Un- Get those wafers consecrated wafers. <laughs> it was just stuff, like we had to go to mass at schools. So I'm like, well, I might as well be doing something. Mm-hmm. Do a reading, flip a page, dodge one of the old priests. Oh, just... there you had it say. We, I thought we were going to get through a whole altar boy conversation. No. no. talking about priest fucking kids. Yeah, well, we're trying to. The priest I served under in prison right now for nice. fucking kids. Uh, the priest who yelled at me, uh, who did my first niece's baptism... Uh, he got mad at me because I walked in front of him. I'm like, oh, this is a very humble man of God. Uh, so instead of drawing a cross on her forehead with the oil, I just put a happy face. I'm like, no one's going to see this. Uh, he got arrested for gambling. <laughs> it's in jail. Gambling. And then our parish priest in Zimbabwe um, got in trouble because he mailed himself. He was visiting Germany and mailed himself like several packages just Chock full of gay porn back to Zimbabwe. <laughs> Chock full. Didn't share any with me. Come on. You gotta look at those magazines, Father. Oh, once you're done with that episode of Big Boys and Boots, hand it to one of your altar boys. Come on. Did you, uh, were you, uh, were you watching gay porn as a young man then? No, Did you have not. access to anything? You're born in 74. 74, yeah. So we had, uh, we had some porn I found in grade nine in a dumpster. So some wife had clearly made some <laughs> husband throw away all their porn collections. Oh, so it was yes. like penthouse. And Playboy, and I went for the the penthouse because there's 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 boys in penthouse mm-hmm. and the letters. I like the letters. That was that was all good. I'm like, I don't really care about this lady, but uh, this, these letters are good. I remember my dad's buddy showed up one day with a fucking like a black garbage bag full of pornography, and it was like it was ripping at the seams, you know, like like a <laughs> like a corner of a VHS tape sticking out, like no. magazines and shit. And he, the guy had to get rid of it. He's like, my wife told me I got to get rid of this. So my dad's like, okay, I'll take it. Yes, and then I remember he threw it in his closet and it was just like, it was a bag of porn that was in my dad's closet that was very accessible. Just a cornucopia of porn. Yeah. And there was like, there was movies and magazines and uh, I was, uh, I, I, I was, I enjoyed a lot of it. Oh, bless. <laughs> I had my, my parents' copy of The Joy of Sex. So lots of pencil drawings, highly erotic. Uh, the Sears Wish catalog, there was always some man standing there in a robe. That was good enough. And then at one point, my one sister had a playgirl that I knew where she hid. I'm like, delicious. <laughs> let's, let's pull this one out. You know, you just hide it back in her room. Yeah, too. I'll be like, I don't know, I don't know where you hide. Oh, here we go. She found my porn, st- my grade nine porn stash, but she was also enjoying it as well. So I, I shared porn with with my sister. That's nice, eh? I yeah. had brothers. We we uh, we all knew where the porn stash was. No, I had, I had nothing. So little. And then in high school, like someone got a a VHS tape, and we just handed it around, and I'm like. And it was like a Peter North thing. So I'm like, oh god, this is, seems a little overwhelming. My um, my roommate in college, before we moved away together, because um, he's a buddy from back home, uh, he had my National Lampoon's European Vacation VHS, and I was like, buddy, when we move, I want my fucking movie back. Yeah, bring it up. And then so he had it up there, and then uh, we were sitting around one day. And we're like trying to decide what movie to watch. And I was like, European Vacation? He's like, yeah, let's give it a go. Take the VHS out, stick it in, turn it on. It's a porno. I'm like, what the fuck? And I I thought he'd recorded over. Yeah, dubbed over that sweet, sweet action. No, but I I take it out of the thing and it's labeled Vagina Town. And I'm like, like, motherfucker. And I was like, where where the fuck's my movie? This is all I'm concerned about is where where my European vacation movie is. Yeah, Vagina Town's not in Europe. (laughs) Yeah, so I fucking shove it back in the case and I put it back on the shelf and then uh, a week later I come home early from class and the empty European vacation case <laughs> is sitting on top of the TV and my roommate's just sitting there on the couch like hey man what's up <laughs> I, I, I do ah, not much I walked up I grabbed the remote from him and I just pressed play <laughs> it was like right <laughs> nice. in the middle of the scene and then I rifled the remote at his nuts oh, <laughs> that was the worst part of VHS everyone knows exactly the moment that you got yeah. off well the best was I was like <laughs> I go 
I go, jerk off in your fucking room. He's like, I don't have a VCR in there. <laughs> Use your imagination. Yeah, I never, I, I, I can jerk off to whatever. Yeah. Like, like I, a light breeze. Like yeah. nothing. I don't need a, I don't need stimulation. No. I have, I have enough going on in my head. Yeah, that's fine. I'm a very imaginative person. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, uh, you've been with the same man for 19 years? Yeah, 19 years in June. And so let me do the math here. How old are you right now? Just turned 45. Turned 45. You've been with the same man for 19 years. Yeah. So that brings you, what, 26? Yeah. You came out at 24? Uh, I guess it was 23, maybe 23. Okay, you had a couple yeah. of years having a good time. And then you're like, no, I dated this one guy, Shitty Fuckface, for like a year and a half. And that's what you refer to him as? Yeah. Shitty Fuckface? Yeah, he was awful. <laughs> uh, Ever run into Shitty Fuckface anymore? Once and I was like, ah, oh, dude, you still like he hit the tanning bed. He looked like George Hamilton, like he was so brown, <laughs> but also extremely gay. I was like, this feels like an easy transition between women and men. You feel like a transitional guy. Uh, but he knew like all, like in a small town, like he knew it was in Guelph, so he knew everyone. So he got, I got introduced to everyone in a in an environment where because when you're the fresh meat in a small town, everyone descends on you. So I had him as a as a little barrier, and then uh, yeah, day something for three months, and then the next one was three weeks because I I was learning my lessons, <laughs> and then uh, met Jeff. Uh, he was up visiting from Idaho for Pride, so oh, is he an American? He's an American, and he stayed. He we we did a, like a long distance thing for like two years, and then he moved up. Uh, really. It takes, Two years to deprogram an American, uh, and now he doesn't want to go back. <laughs> well, it's Iowa though. Idaho. Oh, Idaho. Yeah. Is that like? Is there is is there a metropolitan area like is Boise, there a big, Idaho? Is it a big city though? It's uh, it's got like a skyscraper or two. It's yeah. not huge. It's it was pretty nice. I I didn't realize Idaho. I just was imagined... he from the city? He was from uh, Lewiston. He's from northern Idaho. A little panhandle that attaches to. Alberta. Okay. But it's, I thought it was just a big potato field, but it's these beautiful like mountains and mm. hot springs and. So t- long distance to Idaho. Idaho. Fuck, man. That's flights. You did that for yeah. two years. Yeah. And you're like, this is, this is worth it. And we're like, this is fun. Yeah. I was like, I went, I went down to visit him. I was like, this feels very adult. <laughs> I'm going to go down and visit my lover. <laughs> um, and what's he do? Uh, he is uh, currently unemployed as an artist, uh, so he's uh, very artistic, but he normally just works like admin jobs. He's been working in uh, advertising for 12 years, so he also needed a break. Ah. So now he is uh, a needle felter. He's a fiber artist. A needle felcher? Felter. Needle felcher's a little <laughs> a little different. <laughs> Jim, Jim Rose Circus Sideshow. I'm the felcher. Uh, no, it's a... Uh... Have you ever seen Jim Rose Circus Sideshow? Yeah. First, time, uh, first concert I ever went to was Nine Inch Nails, and they opened for him. And Fun. I was just like, I was terrified. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrifying. <laughs> I was 14. I'm like, this is this insane. Is Fun. And then Marilyn Manson came out after him. And I was like, I didn't know who Marilyn Manson was at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, this is scary for a little 14-year-old boy from the country. Yeah. Came up to the big city. It's too Maple much. Maple Leaf Gardens. Oh, that's a scary place for a little boy to be at oh, any time at that point. I know, I know. I made a, um, a, a refer- an Usher reference at Maple Leaf, Gar- or Maple Leaf Garden Rock. Uh, Usher reference to somebody the other day. And they're like, what are you talking about? Ugh, I'm like, they, they used to fuck the kids. Give kids. them good seats. Like, I never heard of that. Well, you didn't have good seats. <laughs> That's why I didn't hear. You were an ugly kid. You were not his type. Oh, too funny. Um, Alas. So what's, uh, why does he move here and you don't move there? Just easier for uh, Americans to get here, I guess, eh? Easier, and also his dad was born here, so it was, like, super easy to get okay. dual citizenship uh, for himself, so. Does Although he... I think technically he was up here illegally for, like, a year. He just sort of moved up. I'm like, there's paperwork. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah, you can't just move up. So he's a dual citizen he's now? He's a dual citizen. So that's all right. Does that help you get papers in the States? Uh, if we get married. Ah, which you don't want to do. I don't know. Well, now you're thinking about it, eh? For, for the For the green card. It's cheaper. <laughs> I think it's cheaper and faster. I just need to talk to an immigration lawyer, because if it's not cheaper and Tim faster... Tim Golden listens to this, baby. Tim, call me. I need help. <laughs> I need to talk to someone. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get uh, get that ma- get that marriage under you. Eh? Uh, would you do it like if you do do it because you want the green card? Would you do just go down to city hall, yeah. sign the paper, and not even have a party? I would have a party, but yeah. I would I would just go down to to city hall. Nice. I don't need anything fancy. When me and Kira, we we had a city hall um, like ceremony the day before our wedding. Um, but uh, we we went down. It was like me, her, obviously, um, Bebsy, yeah. and then uh, her friend Jackie. And when you know, like they do, I I do's and they pronounce you man and wife or whatever. I uh, quoted Dave Chappelle show. I went, I got you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and Bebsy and his girl Jackie's they laughed and Kira laughed and the uh, justice of the peace was very very shocked. It's like this <laughs> marriage is not gonna last. <laughs> this is a shaky foundation. It was funny because the we had to go, um, because we made all the arrangements over email with this justice of the peace because we were up. Uh, it was like north of my cottage. And uh, so then we had to go to their town office, which was attached to the arena. Of course. Um, but then which we... was attached to the liquor store and the post no, office. No, no, no. It was its own little... It was the municipal building. And uh, then we, we went into this boardroom. And it was like an hour of sitting at this boardroom. And there was like all this paperwork signing back and forth. It was just so... And we were just cracking jokes the whole time. Like, this is the weirdest wedding day ever. Romantic. Yeah, we, it was romantic. So romantic. We, 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 we took a boat that day to nice. get to it. Well, my, my cottage is boat access. You should come. Your car's been there like twice. My car's been there multiple times. <laughs> you should get in it sometime. I, sh- I should. Next time somebody has to borrow your car to go to my cottage, be like, can I come too? Shotgun. <laughs> Talking, guys, come on! You're very. Are you this liberal with the new car, or was it just the old, the old beater? It was the old beater, because I, I did not care. Ninety-eight now, Tercel, my tape deck, my my roll-down windows. Now, um, are you? Do you still lend yours out now that you have a new one, or is it very selective? Yeah, selectively, yeah, yeah. people just stop. I had two people that I used to. I think no, maybe one person's only ever used my car, and that was Cal. That's yeah. who uses my car the most. Yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> what a mooch! Well, I remember when he... Because he has... Since I got a new car, we're going on almost two years. He hasn't even asked since I got a new car. But uh, I remember he used to be like, ah, if Ted can't lend me his car next week, <laughs> can you lend me yours? Uh, but I buy standard cars just so comics don't borrow it. That is very smart. Yeah. I just say no. <laughs> I'll be like, you were a pig last time. No. <laughs> Does anyone ever leave your car in shambles? There's usually garbage in it. Really? So I'm like, Meh. I get that a lot when I drive people. Like, just take your garbage. Take your out. garbage with you, you pig. What's wrong with you? <laughs> I'll throw it at them at, at the window. You forgot this. <laughs> I'm an old man. You get stiffed for gas money a lot. Yeah, I always get stiffed for yeah. gas money. Yeah, Pete Pete Hansen. Are you listening to this? <laughs> you were the number one. He's like, you can just give me a copy of your album. I'm like, but then I'm out gas money and my album. This doesn't work for me at all. Yeah, Pete stiffed me a couple times with the old gasoline. <laughs> but hey, what are you gonna do? What huh? are you gonna do? Andre Ruda still owes me twenty bucks. Uh, you're not uh, getting it. Digging him up and taking it. <laughs> Take uh, just rob his grave, eh? Yeah. Whatever, guy... whatever trinkets they buried him with. Oh, you know, you know, he's on a hoard of something. <laughs> you know what those people are. <laughs> those people. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah. I. Uh, I. I always get weird when people are like, "What? What do you want for gas money?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, God, I don't, I don't know. What do you think is appropriate?" Yeah. <laughs> like... I always try to go uh, five bucks an hour in my car. I do that, and then I do, like, based on the amount of annoyance as well. <laughs> like, you Plus, talk... I'm going to tax you. Yeah, if you talk the entire time, uh, there's, a, there's a tax Do you feel that. the need to, to keep a conversation going on a road trip? No. You, yeah. you want to just zone out? I'm, fi- I'm fine either way. Like, I love driving Jeff McHenry because he's like, I'm not much of a conversationalist. <laughs> like, like, that's fine. That's fine. We'll stick on a podcast. It's he, fine. He said the other day, me and Jeff went out for lunch, and he said uh, nobody does a good impression of him. <laughs> oh, what are you talking oh, about? God. And then I was just like, oh. controversial. I was like, buddy, I've heard, I've heard the voicemails you leave me. And they're like, oh, hey, hey there, boss. <laughs> uh, this Jeff, uh, J- Jeff McHenry called. <laughs> not only does everybody do a good Jeff McHenry, it's just hard not to. Um, he's yeah, he's, slow it down. Yeah, he's great. Love, love old Jeffrey. Slow it down, bud. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I like to just zone out and be like, you just, I'll be over here. Yeah, we can we can chat if you want to chat. I do. Uh, I love those road trips though with someone that you don't know that well, and then you're like, "Oh, you're actually great. This is fun." This yeah, is yeah, yeah. That's and all. then the flip side, you're like, "Oh no, you're way worse than I thought you were going to be." <laughs> hey, do you like talk radio? <laughs> way worse. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to play a game where we guess the capitals of the states to kill time. <laughs> I just thought you were asking me if I knew the capital of one state. I love uh, in the car. Um, we're predicting uh, what comic can beat up which comic. You ever play that game? <laughs> no, but I'm oh, excited it's, to it's, find out where I rank. It's fun, and then you. Uh, I think always at the top is like Ron Jossel fighting Rob Pugh. Oh, like, that would be fun. Jossel, Jossel takes him though. Jossel's a uh, he's a trained fighter. Yeah. Pugh's just, I don't know. Pugh's just mad. I got my money P- on Pugh. Pugh just wants to jersey you and feed you fucking haymakers. If if Pugh gets in the first hit, he could take it. Yeah. yeah. But if Jostle, if he's if he's got his stance going on, if he's grounded, <laughs> uh, I would fight dirty. I should be up there. I uh, I go for eyes, throat, and balls. Yeah. Uh, I also have no shame about putting my keys between my fingers. <laughs> uh, can you throw a Can you throw a manly punch, Ted? No, no, no? but I can. But no one's expecting uh, what comes at them. They're like, "Is he slapping me? What is that? Oh, he's going for my throat." Okay. <laughs> you go for the throat. They bend over. You hit them in the face with your knee, and then you hit them in the balls. You, you played the scenario out in your head. Have you ever? Yeah, executed I've done the scenario. It? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Works very nicely, and then I run. Ve- I'm very fast. Did you have so. to fight a lot in Africa growing up. Uh, now I was pretty good. I got yelled at uh, for drinking out of the wrong water fountain in uh, South Africa one time. Oh, white and black? Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I drank out of the non-European water fountain because I'm not European. I'm Canadian. Oh. And I may only be five, <laughs> but I know where I'm from. <laughs> and then a racist That's lady with a mustache. European? Yeah, That's... European and non-European. That's funny. Oh, but my... the, the the white kids that were born in Africa, they're still considered European, yeah. I think it. Yeah, <laughs> of, of course. My high school had two water fountains side by side, and I think it was because the building was so old. Because like everywhere there was a fountain, there was always a second one, but it was never like you never had. It wasn't to... a race thing. Yeah, it was, it could have been back in the day. I don't know. I wasn't there for the beginning. This is gendered. <laughs> this is the girls' one. <laughs> They're gonna need a whole hallway full of. Full of um, fountains for all the genders now. Yeah, well, you know what? Everyone gets thirsty. <laughs> no matter what you are. Um, what are we talking about, Ted? We got uh, got twenty more minutes. Oh, sweet beats. What do you want to talk about? I don't know, man. Mm. What about? Let's get into your um, I don't know your vices. What does what does Ted Morris like to do to get through the day? Oh, uh, dream about murdering people. <laughs> Is that advice? Uh, I'm a pot guy. You're just a pot guy? That's what I am with a with a little, little drinking on the side. But yeah. Jeff's not drinking anymore, so it's... How long has that I been? I just don't drink. Uh, like two years. He just started... We're like, we're wine, he was always a wine guy, but then it started giving him a headache. That seems to happen when you become old. I am uh, day thirty-five without an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, and I um, I'm looking forward to fifteen days when I break this goddamn pact. Why Why did you make this pact? I just was like, I can do fifty days. Yeah, I mean you can. My life doesn't revolve around alcohol. It turns no. out everywhere I go, there's alcohol. It's everywhere, and it makes everything more fun. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, yeah I. I you, Used to be more of a more of a drinker guy, and then yeah, moved to, moved to Toronto. I'm like, oh, this stuff's more fun. Did you, was there ever a, a crazy period? Just pot? Like no, like no. I went through some a, cocaine stories, man. No, I have, I get offered doing cocaine. a line off a big hard cock. That's what I want to hear. No, I don't put my nose on big hard cocks. <laughs> That's not not the part of my body I, I lead with. I would say, if I started sniffing, what are you doing? No, I, I get offered Coke, Coke a lot more than I would expect to because it's not the 80s. I'm constantly surprised that Coke is around. The scariest, like still you're getting offered? Yeah, and then I ask too many questions. I don't want to do it, because I, but I ask way too many questions, and then they just take, take it away. But the best time I was offered Coke was at this weird like pay-to-play festival I went to in Atlanta, and the after party one night was in this weird strip club slash punk bar with very old strippers on the 
dancing on the bar. <laughs> and then someone offered me like Coke off a key in a bathroom. I'm like, no. So you never even tried it, eh? No, I, 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 I never I, tried Coke. Nor um, have I. I've never done a line of cocaine. Mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Love mushrooms. And that's my New Year's Day thing. We we do mushrooms on New Year's Day. Oh, yeah. to... what's, what's the, what do you do? Just hang out at the house? Just hang out at the house. I don't like going on adventures. I don't like being out and about. I like being outside on the mushrooms. I did do I like mushrooms and go see Bjork on the oh, island, <laughs> which is great. I wasn't expecting pyrotechnics, and that happened right when we were peaking. It was glorious. <laughs> and I went through a very small uh, ecstasy phase ah. in like the third and fourth year of, of uh, vet school. I did. I've never researched a drug more than what I was doing <laughs> ecstasy for the first time. Googling like, it before. I'm, I'm going to do drug. all my due diligence. <laughs> I did so much. Me and my other friend is like, oh, let's make sure this isn't going to turn our brains into Swiss cheese before we take this. And uh, no, no, just... I remember a girl in high school had an allergic reaction to ecstasy and like just her like face blew up like like uh, like she got stung by a bee or something and was allergic. Oh. Like it was for like two, three weeks she was like that. Yeah, I, I tested it because I was going to do it with shitty fuck face at this big like gay party at like the automotive building at, mm. at the CNE. Yeah. And we're like, well, then the tickets were like 50 bucks. And we're like, let's test it out like a couple of weeks beforehand. Make sure this isn't going to ruin our good time. <laughs> uh, we're like, this is fine. We can handle this. Then we broke up. Then I had the best time high on East, surrounded by <laughs> gay men. Good times. Uh, yeah, I never got, I never did E. I did, uh, did a bunch of acid when I was uh, a young buck. You know, I promised someone I would never do acid. So I've never done acid. Was it because of that episode of Degrassi where the guy got all fucked up? No, it was my, uh, it was the girl who stole my virginity. Uh, and she's like, yeah, my friend did acid and then attacked me with a knife, so. Jesus. Don't do acid. I'm I've like, never okay. had a bad trip on acid or mushrooms. Like, people talk about these, like, nightmare stories, and they're just stuck in their own head. But I've always been able to be like, just tell myself, it's the drug. It's the drug. It's, it's the fine. drug. Let it do what it's going to do. No one's coming to kill you. No one's after you. Just fucking sit back and enjoy. Yeah, there was a crazy hippie in Guelph who grew mushrooms in his basement mm. and, and just gave them away because he felt that everyone Why you try should some? do mushrooms. I did like just under a gram in the summer. I went and saw Weird Al. Oh, how was that? That was fun, man. I like, uh, I, I just started trying microdosing because usually when I do mushrooms, I'm like, give me fucking a ton. Give me all the mushrooms. But uh, it's nice to have like just under a gram and you you don't really fucking peak or anything or freak out. It's just a... Yeah, I like it's just a think... nice little float. You're like, okay. Speaking oh, yeah. of which, I'm gonna go to the float spa on mushrooms soon. Ooh, the float spa? No, is that where you just float in dark water? Yeah, it's like the sen- sensory deprivation thing. I, yeah. I Kira bought me two passes. I and like I, my senses. It first... seems insulting to people who are missing a sense. <laughs> the first one I did, uh, I ate a, an edible and went and sat in there for an hour. Fun. But the place, if you book the last appointment of the evening, is the water warm? Yes. Do you pee in it? No. <laughs> no, no. But if you book the last appointment of the evening, um, they give you a second hour for free. So I'm gonna, uh, oh. I'm gonna eat some mushrooms and walk over there, and hopefully they're peeking. And just I'm... be one with the universe. Yeah, just floating fucking, in the void. Yeah, in this darkness, and just see what I see. Now I had one bad mushroom trip, and it was because there was a group of us. It was Pride one year, and it was a whole group was going. And for some reason, me and Neil did mushrooms, and no one else did. And then he freaked out on church. Street. Wait, who's like, Neil? Is this uh, shitty fuckface? No, no. Neil, Neil, uh, Neil dated my uh, my roommate, my my evil twin, who people thought we were the same person <laughs> in vet school. Gay, skinny. <laughs> That's all it took. That's all it took. He had a scratch on his cornea all one time. All you gay skinnies looking like. <laughs> he had like a patch on his eye. And then after class, one of our classmates came up. He was like, Wait, what happened to your eye, Ted? I'm like, do you see? Do you see a fucking patch on my eye? You guys are so homophobic. That is really All funny. the same. Oh, that's too bad. Um, yeah, I've, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, don't, I don't have bad trips. No, I always have that. One I have trips where I'm like, I should have eaten more mushrooms. Yeah, I have that where I'm like, this isn't doing anything. I have that problem with edibles because I want a bunch of edibles uh, at the underground, and I'm like, how much should I take? And they're like, like half of one. Oh, you, I you think they were all. like twenty milligrams. And I was, they're like, just eat half of one. I'm like, these don't do anything. These are garbage. And then I talk to a proper. <laughs> then I talk to Brian O'Gorman. He's like, you're not taking enough. When uh, He's like you smoke every day, you need to take more. When uh, Dope and Mike was. Um, 
good. <laughs> when it was good. Oh, what? When it, oh. was, when it was when it was in its heyday. Um, like Joey was sending me out of there with so many fucking edibles that I couldn't eat them. So I just like put them in my freezer, and I just had this big bin just filling up Fun. with them. I remember I told Boyd one time. I go, I go, I, I was like, I have so many edibles in my freezer right now, and Boyd goes, uh, Hold on to them, baby. <laughs> Someday they'll pay your rent. <laughs> But now that this show has declined and the underground yeah. no longer supplies us with those lovely edibles. It's upsetting. Um, she just gives out joints now to my comics. Classy. Um, which you will be receiving on Wednesday night. We're, we're, December 4th? Yeah, this comes out next week. So Wednesday night, Wednesday night, second last open mic. Yeah, I'll be running through my Winnipeg set too late. <laughs> It is too late to submit. You've got the animals, though, baby. I got the animals, and they told me about the animals before they released mm-hmm. the so, gala so they want Ted. They want me. So I'm like, do I still have to submit, or will you just assume that I'll be funny <laughs> and talk about cats? <laughs> and killing cats. Have you p- talked about killing cats on the CBC already? I have. I've already talked about killing cats at new, both at Winnipeg and killing Halifax. Material? Yeah. Just for last, I did like a non-vet set, which... It feels good, though, doesn't it? It feels great. Because I didn't think I was going to get it, so I, I kind of blew my wad in Halifax. And then I had to, like, I need to go into the vault and find out what I've got for Just for Laughs. I remember, uh, like, when I first started, it was very, uh, a lot of jokes about being divorced. And I remember doing, like, uh, my Talk first... Talk about what you love. Yeah. <laughs> I remember doing my first middle set when I was on the road, and I didn't mention it once. And I was like, holy shit, I got through all that Way without fucking more. crying about my problems. Oh, my starting jokes were all about Jesus being gay <laughs> and feminine hygiene products. When did you uh, When did you get started? I got started, like, a year after I came out. I was, like, 24. Yeah, so I must have come out at 23. Uh, started at 24, did... And you're not a vet yet? I'm not a vet, but I'm in vet school. Okay. And I'm like, I need to relax. And I did uh, I did improv with one of my classmates. She's like, I'm doing some improv. I'm like, I used to do... I used to act. Like, before I moved to Africa, I did all kinds of, like, acting stuff and auditions and, mm-hmm. and all kinds of that biz. I'm like, I'll do some improv with you. And then formed a sketch troupe with some randos. I answered a... A personal ad in the student paper. Uh, we wrote stuff, but we never performed once. But then the one guy uh, went to, oh, God. Uh, what's that place in Burlington? Club 54. Club 54. Ben Guyot, baby. Ben Guyot. So I went down and watched him uh, just bomb horribly on his first time on stage. But it was the first time I'd seen live stand-up. I'm like, yeah. that looks like fun. Looks like fun. So like three months later, I did it at Club 54 because I didn't know what an open mic was <laughs> uh, and bombed. Thank them for sitting all the gay people in front. Like it was all mullets. And I'm just like, hey, faggots, what's going on? <laughs> uh, and then he offered me a weekend spot. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's going to take me like months. You turned it down. I turned it down. Really? I turned it down. I was like, I think was Ben bad. was just trying to fuck you. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe I did have a magician who was trying to fuck me and put me on a really nice soft seat theater show in Guelph <laughs> that I also bombed. <laughs> I got my best heckle ever. Some old lady during my Jesus material was like, "Stop it! That's enough." I'm like, "Okay." It was the first time Jeff saw me on stage. It was very exciting. And you still nailed him after that, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he thought I was funny. People either like the illusionist, whose greatest illusion was that he was an illusionist. <laughs> I know how all the tricks are done now. Uh, he still works at the mall in Guelph. Uh, and he sent me all these rude comments that because it, it was basically just his family members at this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, not well attended. And then they wrote like this the meanest comments. And then he forwarded them all to me. He's like, maybe this will help you in your career. <laughs> I'm like, maybe you should eat a dick. Like, wow. So Ooh, you're funny. still working at the mall, and I am Get fucked. a moderately successful Canadian entertainer. What about Ben Guy? He's still doing Club 54, eh? No. No, he's not? No, he must be. Still doing the same same act. <laughs> same I had a show in the act. 80s. Or maybe it was the 90s. Huh? 90s. Yeah. yeah. It was the 90s. It just looked like it was from the 80s. <laughs> First, yeah, everything in that area does. It was terrible. It First was close, live though. show I ever saw was Nikki Payne at my college. Oh, nice. In the, in the pub. It was great. A lot of fun. Well, I had nowhere to go but up. Like seeing Ben as your first host, I'm like, wow, <laughs> anyone can do this. <laughs> Literally anyone. And then, yeah, I would just take the bus into, like, take the Greyhound in from Guelph every 
like three to six months to do the laugh resort. So open mic. So what? Like you're you're in vet school. Um, how hard do you hit the pavement on this? It's just a just a backseat hobby. Yeah, I dabbled. I would do. There was not a lot of shows in Guelph, so mm. I would do the occasional. We would do faggy pubs, like all the. There were there's a lot of ag- agriculture students called Aggies, and okay. they would have a they would have an Aggie pub din- drinking rye and two stepping on Wednesday nights. So we would do faggy pubs, <laughs> and uh, they would call us up and say rude things, but uh, and just do like a talent show. So I would do <laughs> there would be like an ugly drag queen, and <laughs> me doing five minutes of bad stand up, and uh, and the illusionist doing close up magic. But I even when I moved to Toronto because I'm like I I want to move to Toronto because I want to do. I wanted to do stand up, but I kind of underestimated how much time being a vet was going to take. So, yeah, like, yeah. my first time I was on stage was like 1998, but like the first four or five years I was performing a handful of times. Yeah, that was my, like, my first three years, I'd go out every couple of months yeah. and do a shitty open mic that, like, it wasn't, I didn't hit the ground running. Yeah, I got pretty <clears throat> lucky though because I I met Richard Ryder pretty early on who ran a room and then he was roommates with Joanna Downey at the time so I got in at Spirits pretty early on and she's friends with Zoe so I got in at the Riv so I didn't have to do a lot of <laughs> shitty open mics. I was pretty well other Just than, than Richard right into town. Just like hey. hey hi where's my spot at the table I'm Ted yeah I would I would die horribly at Spirits every every other time. But what's the what's the timeline of uh, like. I don't know, the emergence of, like, a real comedy career. Probably, it was probably, like, 2007, 2008, when I was like, oh, I think I could probably do this. I, it was Joanna being like, why are, why are you doing this more? I'm like, oh, I should be doing this That's more. That's when I started coming around, like, uh, well, I think the first set I ever did was, like, 2008, and then, I don't know, I wasn't really doing anything with it, and then I was living off PAPE um, around, like, 2010-ish, 20. 2009 to 2010, I was around Pape, and I'd go to a fucking Eaton House, like, every Tuesday, just nice. watch the show, and then just started, like, getting to know people, and then, um, I don't know, I think I did the Eaton House, like, twice. What a under weird show that was. Yeah, yeah. It I, was so, when it started, I'm like, Joe, why are you doing this room? Like, they had the smoking, were you there when it saw the smoking No, no, room? The, in the fish tank thing? Oh, the fishbowl, <laughs> just, you couldn't see anyone, just huge clouds of smoke, and that's where most of the audience was, but she got a, like, those, those swingers, those obese swingers were very mm-hmm. loyal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think she used to get fucking paid to do that, too, man. Yeah. <clears throat> and it was great, because it was, Spirits and the Eaton House were the places that, that had Those were the comedy shows audience. I knew when I was, like... When I was starting, yeah, and I was just like, "Holy shit, these are these are the stages I want." And like seeing those lineups, I was like, "Those are the fucking, like, I don't know, like you, fucking Wilmot, uh, Steve Patterson, Tim Steves, Hempstead, these guys." Like I'd see all these guys, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Why man, would you be not- impressed by my name on that list? Although that was, I had that moment where we're like, "Why am I on the show with all these amazing comics?" And she was like, "Shut up!" I was like, "All right," because <laughs> fuck, man, you're you're one of the guys that I was just like, "Hey, this is." You know the people you aspire to, to be and work with and shit. You know. Yeah, I just I just never thought I could. Once I realized I could make money, mm-hmm. and it it was it was the year that Richard and I decided to do, uh, we we did like a like an all gay show at at Tom Fooleries. Were you around for Tom Fooleries on Bloor above the Gabby's? Yeah. It used to be a comedy one, and then it was uh, this place called Tom Fooleries. We did our first show there. Uh, me, Richard, and Susan Stewart, because we had to make sure we had a lesbian on the show. <laughs> and it was a huge success. Joanna was going to host it, and then uh, Breslin was like, no, you can't perform there. <laughs> so we had uh, Deej, we had uh, Deborah Deej Giovanni host it. And then Joe's like, yeah, Mark wants to know why you didn't want to do them at Yucks. And the only thing I'd done at Yucks at that point was two... Uh, like am nights am nights and the second one was just to prove i could do it again because it was such a horrible experience the first time like i don't like this i don't like you playing bombing sounds i'm delicate uh so we did like four we did a show like every three months it's like a, a, a big gay show at yucks and then they started booking me for stuff before i signed with them I'm like oh i can actually make money doing this oh that's okay a, that's a nice little turn eh i was i was very slow to not very business savvy i wasn't very I was just kind of doing it for fun, seeing what happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're a vet. You're making doing good right. money as a vet, I yep. take it. And then once I once I focused, I was like, oh, great. Oh, yeah, I can do this? Oh, perfect. I forced myself on a showcase. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm like, would you have to call in and listen to see if you got on the lineup? I'm like, every comic is on the lineup. What's going on? <laughs> I was like, oh, there must be a showcase. You know, like, can I get on the next showcase? And they're like, you can get on this one. I'm like, okay. And then I booked Halifax out of it. Jesus. And I'm like, all right. Is this how you do it? You just showcase and you book things? <laughs> I like this. Natural talent. I'm Ted. so Natural funny. talent. You're a very funny man. It's I true. enjoy watching you. You should. <laughs> <laughs> I like your modesty as yeah well. I'm very humble <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh do you worry about the this new transition you're going through no I uh, I had it's like three weeks in the first two weeks I just sort of decompressing and then this week just yeah just getting getting work done getting work just getting done. all my ducks in a row and uh, moving on to the next stage and so. you, you're trying to get down to the states uh, either the states or England. I have to. I need more options, and I'm. I keep being offered these uh, vet corporates in the states that I can't do because mm-hmm. no one else. There's. They've got one. Uh, the world's funniest vet because he's American. Uh, who's awful? What do you? What, once what did you tell yourself as the uh, world's funniest gay veterinarian? Canada's funniest gay veterinarian. <laughs> that is just the honest truth. I am the only one. <laughs> But I am the funniest one in my pool of me. I definitely rise to the top. Oh, but fun. yeah, I've been I've been turning down all kinds of opportunities in the states. But it would be really easy to get a a, a visa for the UK. I, mm-hmm. I got all the little pieces of paperwork I need. The little just prove that you've got a grandparent that was. Do you want to live England. in the states? So I don't want to live there. I just want to work there. I don't want to just dip in. I just want to dip in and dip out. Well, that'd be like ideal. Like, cause England, you're not just dipping in because it's so far away. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta commit. Yeah, and you, I don't know, man. I don't want to leave Toronto. This is. Uh, I love, I love Toronto. I love Canada. If I can, if I can figure out a way to make a good living doing like comedy and writing and acting and, and stuff here, then I will not go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But if I if I have to go, then. Uh, well, you must have gotten to the point where like, cause I'm always teetering on, cause I get the day job at CTV, and there's like. You have good months in comedy. You're like, I'm making more money on comedy than I'm at this fucking TV mm-hmm. job. And then there's months where you're like, oh, God, thank for, thank for that TV job. Yeah, no, I, I saved up uh, a lot of money before mm-hmm. I quit. I was like, okay, so even if I don't get any work for two years, <laughs> I can still pay all of my bills. If for some reason my tongue falls out, well, if my tongue fell out, I would just go back to killing cats. <laughs> Well, I was thinking, uh, I've been thinking about, because you did this a couple years ago. You did a sabbatical from work. Yes. Yeah. Um, that was just to stop me from killing myself. And that was that gave you the confidence to be like, you know what? I can fucking do this. Um, sort of. I, that was a year I kind of, the sabbatical kind of came upon me. Like, I, I was like, I need to take a year off because I'm very burnt out and the death juice is looking very attractive. <laughs> so i like, a little for you, a little for me. Uh, so th- I, I just, but I didn't plan it out ahead of it was like sabbatical starter i'm like okay now i will look for an agent i'm like no you moron you, you get all that been, stuff yeah, set yeah, up yeah, yeah. beforehand so I, I i spent the the year just doing a bunch of like random pay-to-play festivals in the states just to mm-hmm. get on some different stages and kind of see where i stacked up against other uh, crappy comics uh <laughs> i came out on top um That's but good. yeah that was i, I needed that break and yeah. then I didn't go back full time after after that. Is this uh? Is this are these are these just suicide jokes, Ted? Uh, no, vets have the number. Thoughts? We're now number one uh, profession. You, you've most taken like, out dentists. Mo- yeah, yeah, we took out dentists. That's so funny. Yeah, but we. I mean, we kill things all the time. Remember so that? Like, it's uh, like riding a bike. Remember that scene, early Simpsons, where the uh, the vets like hitting the uh, hitting the hamster with the defibrillator yeah. and he can't bring it back to life. Then he just whips it into the garbage can that has the basketball net on it. And he's like, it's times like this, I always hate that I dropped out of dental school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't work on people's hamsters. But you guys are, um, you guys are number one now. Eh? Number one. Yeah, we're number one. Yeah, really? I usually know. Uh, I usually know someone who's killed themselves every year. My den- for the last seven years. My dentist's dad, who was a dentist, he killed himself. Like he was my parents' dentist, and then I got the kid as my dentist, oh. and then uh, yeah, he offed himself on like the twelve-year anniversary of his wife's death. Oh, romantic. Yeah. Couldn't live without her anymore. Oh, couldn't figure out what to buy her. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, my fir- actually my first vet job in Toronto. Uh, I ended up not getting it because the vet killed himself. Jesus. I went in for my interview, and then the next week, 
they're like, oh, yeah, by the way, that job that we offered you, mm, position sort of opened up in a weird way. <laughs> uh, now you're in charge. Yeah. Congratulations. You get the clinic. Please enjoy. <laughs> um, what's what's the motive? Like, well, not the motive. What's the, I don't know, what's causing these suicides? Just the, uh, the strain lot, of the job? The or? strain of the job. Um, just people are jerks. And no one understands how, how expensive healthcare is. I'm like, I'm not telling you to spend ten grand on your cat. I'm just letting you know what your options are. <laughs> and it's not it's not my problem. Having access to the drugs I don't I don't think helps. Uh, and a lot of it's bullying. Like a couple of vets it was just they did something. Uh, in both cases they did something nice that some crazy cat people decided was terrible and just like online bullying, like trashing them. And that yeah, that's that's yeah. Jesus. Two two of the deaths. Yeah, people are mean to their vets. My God, my I'm gonna start calling my Uncle Joe Uncle Joe again. Yeah, show the man a little respect. Eh? It's like you know what? Oh, we'll <laughs> have the needle poised to his vein and be like, he called me Uncle. My wife is uh, texting me pictures of our dog. Oh, in case you forgot what she looks like. <laughs> no, she texts me a lot of pictures of our dog. Yeah, I get that too. Just doing, look, she dug a hole. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Fill it in. Fill it in. Someone's going to trip. Did you take your dog to the park? Did we have this talk? Yeah, yeah. My last one uh, was an asshole who only liked people. Okay. So we didn't go to the dog park because she thought she was a person because I raised her from a week old. <laughs> And then uh, the new one, yeah, she's she's all right. What's with it. your dog park? That one on Adelaide. I go to the one on Adelaide, or I go to the uh, AGO. But if you go to the one on Adelaide, you can go to Hot Cops and get those delicious little donuts. Oh my! Have you been there? No. There's only I three like flavors on the go, but they're those like those little tiny Tom ones really? that you can get at the fair. Delicious. So if I have to put an animal down, yeah. Um, are you equipped for this? No, I don't have any drugs. I don't nothing? have access to anything. I could go. I still have my license, so I could. Could you come over and snap its neck? Yeah. <laughs> I could go that'll, to the. That'll fuel me. <laughs> I could go grab stuff from the clinic. They would. They would yeah, let me I'd do be that. like, oh, I just gotta do a favor for yeah. a friend. That's what I did for Kate. She goes, she's like called me up. She's like, the dog's not doing well. Can you come check around and make sure? So I went to the clinic and got all my death stuff because I'm like, <laughs> Kate's not gonna spend money on this dog now. And I'm like, yeah, this dog has to go. Yeah, my parents' uh, last dog, um, before the current dog, it was my uncle came to the house and was like, the dog was ready to go. Yeah, and my parents, my parents held on to the very bitter end. Uh. My dad helped my uncle build his clinic, so uh, like the actual building with hammers and stuff, not oh, you know fun. building up the business. Um, so he gets uh, he gets everything at cost. He gets gets so some that, discounts. Yeah, so. I still get my discount. That's all I care about. My That's dog's on some very expensive medications. What's wrong with your dog? She got allergies. Allergies. She's allergic to chicken in the world. <laughs> Mine had pussy cancer. Yeah, yours is yours was gross. <laughs> you should have noticed that when you were adopting her. Be like, what's with this giant vulva? Is this, is this we normal? thought she was in heat. <laughs> but uh, she's all better now. Good. She had a checkup the other day. Good. She's good to go. Good girl. And we'll get our dogs together. They can sniff each other's asses. Yeah. We'll Lupe... sniff each other's asses. Yeah, Who knows? she likes to sniff some butts. She's into the big boys. She likes boys. She likes big boys. Mm-hmm. That's that's her type. Well, uh, she'll B like me was, then. B was a lesbian. Speaking of big sure. boys, Jeff's like a the foot big taller boy. than you. Uh, he's more. No, I'm five ten. He's six seven. Jesus. So big difference. Inch eh? math. He's a little. He's a little taller than me. <laughs> Just a, a wee bit. He's a man. He's a man. Does he hold you in those big arms? Yeah, it's fun. It's good. <laughs> I have, to teach people, I have to teach people how to, how to hug him so he doesn't have to bend down. I'm like, just hug him like a tree, and he will hug whichever part of you is exposed. He's just a giant tree. That's great. Yeah, he is. He really is uh, too tall for the world. 19 years strong. Yeah. That's, that's exciting. Isn't it? Yeah. Time he, flies. He drugs guys... and alcohol brought us together, and then time passed. And you guys stopped doing the drugs and alcohol. Now it's just you No, no. He's, he's at home. High right now. Is he? A, he's just a pot smoker as he's well. Just a pot smoker. He's nice. needle felting up a storm as we speak, <laughs> stabbing some wool into the shape of something cute. Oh, that's fun. That's fun. A nice domestic life you guys have. That's great. We went to a craft and fair is on he, the weekends. Does he? Is he just along for the ride? If you uh, say, "Hey, man, I got my papers. I'm moving I, to England." Uh, he would love to move to England, but his experience with England was one week where it was beautiful weather in London. 
So he thinks <laughs> the UK is a big... I could live here. <laughs> uh, it was like 20 degrees in April or like 25. It's like, amazing. I'm like, yeah. You got a fluke, buddy. You got lucky. Oh. Like, remember when the shower hit you in the navel because <laughs> everything in Europe is made for midgets? Oh, too you funny. would hate it here. Too funny. All right. Well, that's it, man. Is that it? Did we have fun? I don't know. Was that not a good talk? I'll figure out later on how I feel about this. <laughs> You're going to assess it all in your head? <laughs> I think I think we had a good talk. I think we learned a lot about you, Ted. Good. Hopefully you... not too much. I keep my secrets I, I don't think I don't think you do. I think you're a very open man. Ah, uh, the dirt. The next dirt? time, next time I'll spill all the dirt. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, guys, if you're uh, listening to this on, you know, right when it comes out, like most listeners do, come check out the dope and Mike uh, this week. It's uh, there's two left. And if you don't come next week, that's the last one. That's it. Doctor Ted's gonna be on there. One of my goddamn comedy heroes, Doctor Ted. Yay. Um, and Ted, let him know where you're gonna be, man. Where am I going to be? I'm going to be... Go to uh, tedmorris.ca and look at my website, and uh, then I'll tell you where I am, because I don't remember anything. <laughs> if it's not about cat balls, it's not in my brain. <laughs> tedmorris.ca, guys. He's a fucking fantastic comic. Check him out. And uh, this has been another episode of The Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hello to the five people still listening and mom. Thank you for listening to the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Now that you're done this, go check out another NSN podcast created right here in Toronto. Comedy and wrestling fans, check out Casey Corbin's wrestling podcast, Talkin' Wrestling, here on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.